Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on American Road Trip Talk. We're so glad that you tuned in today. I'm Gary Manch, your host, and my buddy Eric Ryder is our producer at the board. I like to say he makes sure that we stay in our lane. We're very, very happy, even on a somber occasion of remembrance, to have your listenership. 20 years ago, 20 years after America suffered a massive coordinated terrorist attack in our homeland, our nation is pausing to remember, yes, in solemn and yet very hopeful ways, that day, the day that we as a people will never forget. The September 11th National Memorial Trail exists. It is 1,300 miles long, stretching through six states and the District of Columbia, connecting three 9-11 memorial sites through D.C., Virginia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Maryland, and Delaware. To remember and also to be inspired by this trail is essential to the experience. On today's episode, we have the privilege of speaking with David Brickley, founder of the September 11 National Memorial Trail Alliance, and Mike Dannemiller, September 11 National Memorial Trail Advisory Board member, each of whom has been working tirelessly in the creation and promotion of this far-reaching active memorial. David and Mike, thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. You know, I talked to uh, an old friend of mine. He's a Hollywood publicist, and he always likes to say, Gary, make sure that if there is something that your guests are promoting, something that is of, of heavy time value, make sure to get that out there first, and then everybody is at ease. <laughs> okay, I will take that advice. So David and Mike, and let me start with you, David, and we'll bring Mike in. But David, there is an event coming up on September 18th, a tour, the trail, the tour or tour de trail. I need to get all the details about that because there are people who are going to be listening to this around the nation when it's a podcast beyond our live broadcast in Seattle, who might take a keen interest in participating in a very special event. Please tell us about it. Well, thanks. Uh, yes, on the 18th, it's next week. We'll be having our ride. Uh, your listeners can check in under 911.org. And uh, that is the easiest way to go ahead. And I'm sorry, 911trail.org, thank you, is the easiest way to go in and check on all the information. It's a ride in Somerset County, uh, right to Flight 93 and back. We're going to have fantastic participation in it, and it's just one more way that we try to show our honor for those heroes of, of, of 9-11, be they at Flight 93, the Pentagon, or the New York World Trade Center. And this bike ride begins at 9 a.m. Eastern time, I take it. Yes. 9 a.m. Eastern to 2 p.m. Eastern time, a 24-mile ride. It starts in Berlin, Pennsylvania, goes to the Flight 93 National Memorial and back. Mike, I would think being a civil engineer, as I understand it, this ought to be of interest to you professionally. Absolutely. I, for me, doing trails is has been my career for the past 30 years, and uh, contributing to the 9-11 trail is part of how I give back and make sure that we, we can honor um, all those who have given so much and they never they were never asked to and did anyway. 
And uh, I think we can get into personal anecdotes of, of why that's so special to each David and myself. And thank you. You have given me the perfect opening, Mike. Um, and Mike, so let's go ahead and start with you. I, when I think back to September 11th, 2001, there is always that image fixed in my mind, which without going into detail, involves my becoming aware of it. I lived in Seattle at the time. Now I live in Florida, but there on the, in the Pacific time zone, there, the, the majority of those shocking events with many repercussions to follow, of course, happened in a way that I was unaware of. I was sleeping. And then I woke up, got on my computer to check the news. And oh my goodness, what I saw has colored my life ever since. Please tell us, Mike, about that. And everybody has one, it seems. What is that image or a sort of collage, if you will, of images that are forever marked in your mind about that event, when it happened, when you found out, and what you did next. So on the morning of September 11th, 2001, I was in paradise. I was at a conference, an international transportation conference in Cape May, New Jersey. I had my bride and my three-month-old baby staying with me for a couple of days. First time we were staying in Cape May, and I was presenting about long-distance trails. I had just wrapped up a job for New Jersey Department of Transportation um, called the High Point to Cape May Bicycle Route, a 238-mile bike route. And I was there to tell everybody what an awesome job New Jersey DOT was doing. And then someone knocked on the door and interrupted us and told us what was going on. And what came to mind first, we only knew about New York. But my brother, my brother-in-law, my sister... Um, they're down in Arlington, Virginia. My brother and brother-in-law are military. They were in the Pentagon. And uh, what I was most worried about was uh, what happened to them. And nobody could hear. Um, all cell phone coverage was um, overloaded and you couldn't hear for hours and hours. Um, the image that I have is of my oldest brother. Um, I'm one of seven kids. My oldest brother is a now retired colonel. Um, but that day, he was chit-chatting a little bit. He was behind on handing out. He was making some deliveries around the Pentagon, and he was yeah, two or three minutes behind. He ended up 200 feet short of being exactly where that plane hit. Oh so my, God. my my image is of my brother chit-chatting 200 feet down the hall and a plane coming through the hallway. Um uh, we are we are one of uh, of the lucky ones. Many people had a much worse day that day, and the the ramifications of oh, I was talking a little bit too much. And my brother in law, he was with the Joint Chiefs on the far side of the building. He 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 didn't even know anything had happened. Other they had to get out. And my sister in law, she was at Arlington Hospital receiving the wounded. So if you ask if this is personal to me, absolutely. Wow. These these images are staggering. Twenty years later, they still have such an impact. David, please share your story with us. Where were you? When did you hear? What were your circumstances at that moment? Well, on the morning of 9-11, I was in my offices in Richmond, Virginia, putting on with my staff the final touches of a conference that we were planning just several blocks south of the Pentagon on trails and greenways. And the conference was going to be September 16th through the 19th. 
but I've got to go back a little bit farther than than Mike does, uh, who is a by the way just a great guy that's been working so hard on our our, our trail. Uh, in a previous life, I was the desk officer with the Defense Intelligence Agency for the Arabian Peninsula. Uh, lived in the Middle East, been to Afghanistan, and when this happened in my, at that time, current role as the director of the Department of Conservation and Recreation for the state of Virginia, it, it just put it all into perspective. And when I saw those planes crashing into those towers, it was just a sight that I would never get out of my mind and uh, a very sentiment indeed. And so we decided uh, uh, after a conference call among the different governors that we weren't gonna cancel this conference, we're going to go ahead with it and have it anyway. And uh, again, just block south of the Pentagon, but it was just a, a wonderful conference on trails and greenways that uh, all of us love so very much. We think it's so beneficial for our country. As I have no doubt it is and will continue to be. I can tell you that 10 years after 9-11, my partner and I, Suzanne, uh, moved down here to, of all places, Sarasota, Florida. And let me tell you, gentlemen, when it comes to remembering, nobody here locally, whenever the subject comes up, ever forgets the connection because it was President George W. Bush who was reading a children's book in a classroom when he was told about the first plane hitting one of the towers. And then when the second plane hit, it was his national security advisor, Andrew Card, who had to say the words to the President of the United States, our nation is under attack. And you think 20 years later, yes, we must remember. I've been to the Arizona Memorial there and you go there, it is still somber. It is still considered hallowed ground, even over water and uh, a burial place as well. And so here with 9-11 and the three sites, and you have a trail connecting all of that, I congratulate you both. And I'm sure our listeners would like to hear about it in more detail. The idea that you connect all of these sites in a way that is geographically significant, historically significant, and also, if I may add, it seems to have been, have been created and promoted very elegantly. It's a good thing pros like you guys are there to make something like this happen because it speaks to not only the meaning of it, but to durability as well. Well, it's a, it's, it's a great trail. It's been built on the backs of partnerships, but really built on the backs of those heroes of, of, of 9-11. Uh, you had one of your guests last week, we had two great heroes, Debbie Borza, whose daughter Diora was lost on Flight 93, and one of our famous firefighters who was in both buildings that day, Tim Brown. And, and Tim Brown mentioned, and I'll just reiterate, that we're looking at this to a great extent as the fourth living memorial for those three sites by connecting a 1,300-mile trail it's a trail of remembrance. It's a trail that we're going to say when people get on for the afternoon, for the day, for several days, or in fact, we've got people doing the entire 1300 miles. Uh, it's to remember what happened, never forget, understand what America is about, understand what our resilience as a country is about, and at the same time, enjoy the outdoors and reflect on 
on, on what God has provided us with a, a wonderful bounty. And Mike, your comments? So this trail, it's going to be a family-friendly way to visit each of the memorials and see the reminders of you know, America's resilience. And as an engineer and a trail planner, I'm glad to make sure that uh, we'll do a, our best job at uh, getting that to be a beautiful family-friendly facility. You can travel it now, but lots, lots of sections are along roadway segments for the time being, but we're going like gangbusters. We're getting new trail built, so it'll be that off-road vision. Um, and a lot of how we're getting things done, like David just said, partnerships. East Coast Greenway is a wonderful project that goes from New York, well, goes from Canadian border to Key West, but that includes New York to DC. And we're partnering with them for m almost all of that portion of the alignment. But that leaves two other very big legs of this, uh, of this trail. CNO Canal towpath that comes out of Georgetown and heads basically to Pittsburgh. That gets us almost all the way to Flight 93. Um, new section, uh, David could probably tell you more about it, but uh, Great Allegheny Passage and uh, north from the CNO gets you just about to the Flight 93 Memorial. And then there was the challenge of connecting that directly to New York City. And in New Jersey, NJDOT, Department of Transportation, stepped up and said, hey, figure out which way to go. And as a consultant to them, NV5, the company that I work for, was brought in to help figure out that alignment. And uh, there were lots of good trails and ongoing projects that we could partner with and say, hey, this is how we want to get across the state then all we have to do is get across the rest of Pennsylvania. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Mike and David, there. I want to hear from both of you about this, this process. My goodness, crossing six states and the District of Columbia. For something like that to happen, the partnerships, there inevitably there had to be some conflict, at least in terms of, of the logistics of it. And then you have to deal with Congress because you want to get this passed, which has happened in the House, then the Senate, and then uh, ideally, as I certainly uh, hope and believe, President Biden will sign it, sign it into law. Please, from each of your perspectives, tell us what that was like having to work through the process and being the interface, if you will, of the idea of the trail, beautiful, elegant trail, and the politics of the matter without which you would not get the federal designation, the funding, and the recognition. Well, the trail started when I mentioned about the conference we were having in Virginia, just south of the Pentagon. And at the end of that conference on a couple of days after 9-11, I said to the, the group assembled that we've got to find a way to have our love for trails and greenways be merged into this horrific event. And that is where the 9-11 trail started. I will say that right from the get-go, the partnerships we have developed have been tremendous. The private sector, the public sector at all different levels. Uh, Mike talked about uh, connection to Flight 93 uh, from the Great Allegheny Passage and the CNO Canal. We're able to get CSX Corporation to, a, to donate an abandoned railroad corridor. And we are working on it right now. We've opened up the first section and that will be complete. So we'll be able to go. And the goal, the goal is going to be in, in the not too distant future to be able to walk or, or cycle from Flight 93 
right on down to the uh, the Pentagon Memorial, and you won't even hit a traffic light. Uh, it's it's just been great. And so what we are working on right now is legislation that recognizes and provides federal designation for the September 11th National Memorial Trail. Uh, Congressman uh, Jerry Connolly from Virginia was the lead sponsor. It passed the House of Representatives 423 to zero. When is the last time you've seen that type of cooperation in Congress? Not lately. It's, not lately. <laughs> uh, it's in the arms of the U.S. Senate right now. Uh, the Senate does not reconvene until the 13th of this month. And we are hoping against hope that, in fact, as soon as the Senate reconvenes, that it will pass in the Senate as well and be on President Biden's desk as soon as possible thereafter. What, uh, Darren, I know you've got some some serious government connections, quite an illustrious career. Was there anything new for you, David, and you, Mike, to be learned about what it is to deal not just with City Hall, but with the federal government to realize a dream of that kind of magnitude? It seems to me you would have to have some people in positions of power to champion your cause. Well, we, we've had a lot of champions. Uh, the best champions were those members that were involved with 9-11 right from the get-go. Uh, those like Debbie Boris is on our board and uh, Tim Brown and, and others. So we've got a great board made up of volunteers, of, of people that understand trails and greenways, but also those that had a very personal connection to 9-11 that day. And what we found is if, if we can get in, it's opening the door sometime is the hardest. Once you get in and open that door and sit down with that legislator or that member of the city council or, or the state and sit down and tell them the story of 9-11 and what the 1300 mile trail is all about, they become believers in a very short time. And uh, again, and I see that in Virginia, where I'm from, in Pennsylvania, New York, all six states in the District of Columbia. It's that partnership and just getting in the door and telling about our story and why this trail is so important to those heroes of 9-11. And Mike, you're an advisory board member. You are there bringing your expertise. What is it that, that kept you going through all of this? It seems like quite a thicket of circumstances and the powers that be that you had to work with and go through as a through line to the realization of something as, quite frankly, as massive as this trail and as strategically important for an appreciation of history uh, around 9-11, obviously, but also around it. At one point in Pennsylvania, for example, you're not that far away from Gettysburg. Oh, that's very intentional. And our alignment um, throughout this entire 1,300-mile trail, um, it's not beeline, go as fast as you can, you're trying to get there quickly. This is about remembrance and honoring all the, the locations and all those who have come before us. As we're going through New Jersey, um, we connect firehouses. We go, very intentionally go by many of the local firehouses. And around here, those are the volunteers who are on the pile, cleaning up, well, re rescue, recovery, and then clean up. Um, immediately after after the event happened. So me being able to bring 
30 years of experience of, of building trails to something with such an emotional tie that uh, I think will bring families together to be able to observe and remember together and be able to go outside, travel together safely. Um, that brings a lot of what in my entire career has been built around. You know, the old school version of civil engineering is to keep people safe. If we can't do that for, for projects like this, then we've missed the boat. That's what this is all about. And for both of you, as accomplished as you both are, both of you have a wonderful curriculum vitae, as they say, but it seems to me that you couldn't find the circumstances being as tragic as they are in your separate fields. I, I, I don't know how you could have a better capstone to your public lives and the influence and the impact you can have on America. This is something is like you are dealing with a wide swath of hallowed ground. Well, that's very kind of you to say. Uh, it's a trail of remembrance, as we keep on saying over and over again, to honor those heroes of 9-11 and, and all of those heroes, including those that we just lost in Afghanistan uh, last week. Uh, we want to honor them. We want America never to forget. And if this if, if this trail and Greenway uh, can help promote that and relish and nourish that thought for future generations, then we've succeeded. And, and that's what we'll be very happy about. Gentlemen, I'd like to venture a guess because if I met up with you in person, I think I, I would not be able to resist. And, and mine is just a happenstance of, of how I became aware of that terrible atrocity visited upon America in our homeland. Do you have people over the years, over the past 20 years, can you even count the number of people who are so eager, if that's the right word, they're, they're so intent to tell you their story. If any part of their lives hinged, even, even on the periphery of that terrible day, don't you find that people are just needing to unburden themselves to tell you what it meant to them in a very personal way? David? Why not? Well, oh, yeah. Uh, John, I'm sorry, way, I should have uh, mentioned the name. Yes. <laughs> Please go ahead. Either uh, jump in. Well, I just very just quickly say you are you are right point on. When we when we go across this 1,300 miles, the people that we talk to come up to us and say, "Let me tell you my story, where I was, or about a relative of mine, or a friend of mine," uh, and and that's what we want to relish. We want to make sure that that is never forgotten. And so it's it doesn't matter what state you're from, doesn't matter what party you're from, or your ethnicity, etc. They all have a story to tell, and, and this trail will help tell them, let them tell that story. Sure. Thank you, David. And, and Mike? And traveling these trails, it can be very therapeutic. My wife, the art therapist, will tell you, going out for a long bike ride, hey, that's good for your soul. It's also good for your heart. This is heart healthy in the physical side and the emotional side. And as you come upon people along this trail and they say, oh, what's that wayfinding sign mean? Oh, what's that? I just thought I was out for a beautiful walk. Oh, it, there's meaning behind it. That's all the better. And that's, I think, what we're trying to offer. We're offering families a way to come together and embrace the resi America's resilience. America's resilience. I love that phrase. 
You know, in just uh, the remaining couple of minutes, I did want to tell you that it was maybe a year or two after the original 9-11 event. I can remember reading people's stories. They come out, it becomes an oral history. And I am still struck by the gentleman who felt guilty because he snuck out early that morning. He was supposed to be in his office, I guess. And he snuck out and he got a haircut. And that unauthorized haircut is why he is alive today. I would say here I'm kibitzing, don't mind me there, but uh, Mike and David, I could see the two of you uh, collaborating on a book, collecting them. You'd have plenty of helpers too, with people who had their stories to tell. And the book would be called something like, I was lucky that day, or it could have been me. These stories abound. Mike, we're going to have you be part of that story when we when we uh, write it up. So thank you. There you go. And I just want the first interview when you do it. <laughs> it's a deal. It's a deal. I want to tell everyone once again, if you go to 911trail.org, 911trail.org, you can get details, updates. There's a beautifully detailed map indicating the expansiveness of this trail and its significance historically, but also in the immediate present. When you are there, you are on sacred ground, and then you make it your personal experience. The scope of the job is immense, and gentlemen, I just can't tell you how important it is what you are doing for our, our nation, but also our national memory, because we do remember. We are a people with a rich history, even though we're a relatively new country. We remember that which has happened to us and how we have overcome various struggles and tragedies over 200 plus years. And your work is just absolutely essential to that sacred purpose. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Glad to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk today. Along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine, we remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, alert drives will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you are studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get alert drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.